here we go. Yo, what's up guys? Welcome to the second episode of the Spiked Up Podcast. We are finally getting this going again because there is actually starting to be more stuff going on in the world of track and field and distance running. I am here with my future teammate and roommate Hayden who is going to be helping me host a lot of these podcasts here in about three months when we go back to school. So Hayden, introduce yourself. Well, I'm very glad to finally be a part of the podcast. Um, like Ian said, I technically graduate from Shippensburg High School this week, um, so that's pretty cool. But um, yeah, Ian and I were talking earlier, I think both of us, the longer the race, the better. Um, go through some of these topics, favorite running shoes. I train in the Hoka Clifton 6. Um, I think it's a great shoe um i have pretty high arches so they they work out perfect so uh hoka fan and uh working in some nikes too because that's what we're going to be getting um can never go wrong with a nice pair of pegs with the nice pegs the pegs 37s i'm excited to try those out here soon should be like another three months and we can finally get our gear with the team so what is your excited all-time favorite spike that you've ever worn could be cross-country or track or even a racing flat for like road or something like that spikes i actually used the i think they're they're like the basic nike like it was not even the um victory elite like it was a very standard and cheap spike mm-hmm. but i used that in cross-country and it, it was really well i used the Saucony endorphins for outdoor and those were very light and um, I ran some indoor races with the Nike Victories. Um, they're good as well. So, yeah, I'd say any of those. I think it just shows that you don't need to spend a lot of money to get a good pair. But, I mean, expensive ones are good too. All right. So, what is your favorite thing to eat, like, the day before a race? This is something I, I think I struggle with a lot. I think uh, I think I do really well with carb loading two or three days out um for 5k um but in track typically two to three hours before just um simple carbs Uh, i have a banana every day i can't remember a day where i didn't have a banana so (laughs) always that um and typically some oats uh coffee try to drink it throughout the morning get that get the caffeine in but um yeah, I don't think I've really needed to like carbo low, but certainly when we run marathons and longer distances someday, we'll definitely need to focus on nutrition. It's important now, but yeah, more so. definitely. And I think like at our level of uh, like, obviously we're transitioning out of high school into college now, but like still right now at our level, I think a big part of it is just eating what makes your body feel the best. And like, I know personally, my go-to is my favorite food is spaghetti. And so like, it's not greasy. It's like, it has good carbs and mm-hmm. especially like, depending on the noodles, I like to get like whole grain veggie noodles. They're really good. And like, it's, it's not hard on the stomach. And that's like, that's kind of my go-to all the time just because it's makes me feel good. Yeah. Can't go wrong. All right. So who is your biggest inspiration to your running career? Ooh, this is a tough one. Um, it could be I, multiple people yeah too. multiple i I think it it definitely is a lot uh a lot of people i look i would say i look up to um our coach 
Steve Spence, I think, is probably the biggest, um, just because it shows that um, anything can happen. Uh, kids from a small town, and you put the work in, and you could be um, world class someday. So Definitely. I would say probably Steve with the running. Um, uh, you know, definitely like the parents, you know, mom and dad, like in terms of life and just working hard and getting educated is important. So I would say that, um, other inspirations, I would say, um, uh, some of the American greats like Jim Ryan, uh, Alan Webb, any of those guys just, I mean, they all, they all start somewhere, so... Exactly. we got to get there someday. <laughs> all right, so what is the funniest running story that you have? It could be from, like, a workout. It could be from just goofing off with teammates on the bus, going to a race, anything. Uh, I think there's a, there's a couple. Uh, a couple maybe that we should, uh, you know, keep keep from the podcast just so it can like <laughs> that, not be taken down or anything that uh, crazy they, they get pretty crazy we were talking about the one this was like last week um and you need to wear like a mask and all like retail stores and stuff and we're on a run with our buddy elijah and elijah is just dying for water like he he took his shirt off before the run even started so his shirt's off we're running and we're we're by the walmart which we don't run over there all too often but we were right by the Walmart, and he just runs in the Walmart, no shirt, no mask. Just I, apparently, he was begging people for water. <laughs> we were we were doing loops around like a little this little area, probably like a quarter mile. We're like we're just gonna we're just gonna do loops till he come out, and then um, he ended up coming out, and then he wanted to go through the Wendy's drive-through <laughs> and like bang on the window saying, "Can I please have some water?" And they ended up giving it to him. But I'm actually no, we, we so there's like three of us out there. He we um. My buddy Ben, he got the water, and Elijah ended up just jumping over and drinking from this very polluted stream. Oh my that's goodness! Like right by the highway, so like he just straight up drank that. Oh um, my! A couple of stories, like he's eating like twelve pack of donuts and drinking a two liter bottle of soda like out an hour before a race, and <laughs> still PRs. Elijah, he's a he's the man, the myth. So yeah. Oh man, I can't think of. One thing very interesting, uh, I don't know if you were part of this or not, like if you had any interaction with this group last year at a cross country camp or not, but so I was with like a group of like some people and we were in like the uh, rec room playing ping pong and stuff because it, it started storming outside so yep. everybody got sent back to the dorm rooms. Even that's and, a funny story, how we were like just outside and then it just... Oh, yeah. Everyone is just sprinting across the the campus of the university just trying to get back to the dorm <laughs> because it's just thunderstorming, pouring down rain. But so we get back and there's, there's a group of us and we're, uh, we're playing like ping pong and foosball. And there's a group of kids that come to the window outside of the rec room and they're like standing in the pouring down rain and... There were some kids just wearing like like they're just wearing their soaking wet clothes, and there were other kids that were like just like just wearing like their shorty shorts, you know, because mm -hmm. runners we love our shorty shorts. But so they're just like standing there and they're just banging on the window trying to get us to let them in, and like the 
door that was like going to the outside in the rec center was like a fire exit. So it would have set off an alarm if we would have opened it. And it's so like, we're trying to tell them through the window, like we can't open this cause like it'll set off an alarm. And so long story short, they get tired of waiting and they end up just going in the way that they should have after like 30 minutes. And so we're still just playing ping pong and stuff, not thinking anything of it. And sure enough, give it another half hour a herd of like 60 plus high school runners wearing shorty shorts, they're all shirtless, are just running up and down the hallways of the dorm. Like, and they're just all screaming so loud. And I heard allegedly somebody pooped in a box. I don't know if you heard that rumor as well, but yep. oh my, it was just hectic because. You think about it, there were, what, like 200 guys forced into the dorm because it's storming during rec time. So people are already going to be all wound up and crazy. And, yeah. And, oh, man. But they just flash mobbed the uh, rec room because we wouldn't let them in. They're like, we're here with an army. I was like, oh, my gosh. It was hectic. And this could even be a quick uh, plug-in, a little uh, unpaid advertisement for the... Shippensburg University High School Cross Country Camp. Oh, definitely. I'm not sure if registration is still open, um, but it's the last week in July, and we just found out that... Yeah, I think registration is still open. Yeah, so this is like, oh, n- no exaggeration, a world-class camp. Every, definitely. So many um, experienced people. Like, there are so many clinicians from runners that have won, like huge like titles they've competed at world championships they've competed in the olympics it's just amazing they're Mm -hmm. professional runners that come and just talk with like everybody and it's just it's a great experience and you also get to meet and network with a bunch of other runners from like the maryland pennsylvania Pennsylvania, virginia like the like surrounding like states in this area and it's just there's so many amazing people and i know like just from going to that camp over the years just like I've went uh, mm-hmm. my junior and senior year just meeting so many other runners. That's like one of the biggest parts of this sport is just networking and having a big group of people that support one another to help keep pushing each yeah. other. Yeah, I think that's I was I've only attended um one year and I would say it's like one of my biggest regrets. Like I would have um soaked in like every opportunity from that camp. Um it's the last week in July. And we're still waiting. Um, uh, some schools have canceled their summer camps, but we're in the yellow zone right now, so we can just hope for the best. Yeah, that we can. definitely. And we're going to be counselors this year. Yeah. So <laughs> Counselor Ian and Hayden. I mean, it's going to be a different approach, but same thing. We're just going to yep. be getting good training in, um, embracing the, the lifestyle. Cause exactly. You just learn so much. and um, Yeah. And I think like that camp for me personally, my uh, it was the summer between my sophomore and junior, or excuse me, my junior and senior year. No, it would the first year I won. It would have been between my sophomore and junior year. Yeah, it was a sorry about that. It was the summer between my sophomore and junior year, and that was like the turning point for me where I realized that like running is what I wanted to do, and that's like what I wanted to pursue, and I wanted to go after it and do it collegiately someday, and it just makes it all the better that. I'm going to be running at the school that like that decision that came into my head, like, yeah, this is what I want to do. And from that point on, I've just become like a, uh, just, I don't don't know how to describe it. Like a, 
a child of the sport yep. <laughs> where like I'm just just following all of these professional runners and just other college runners and just making all of these amazing friends and it's just there's just something unique about the sport of running that it does for you yeah absolutely I think there's so much that you learn like not only at that camp but just like through any research you do and I think one thing they stress at the camp is like the things you're learning right now like um active isolated stretching and like uh Phil Wharton is like a world-class I believe he's like a personal trainer and Mm -hmm. uh um like sports medicine so like things we learned from him diet sleep um really everything it's like if you just use them at that camp like it's all about um making it habits and like more of a lifestyle I really like what Ian talked to you about like building your network um I think that's something that's like really important because when you start to like make friends and like um put yourself out there you're gonna like realize that we're all so similar like everyone's doing very similar types of training and everything so like um this is just a quick plug-in for uh Strava (laughs) the app Strava I'm telling you guys this is like as well as the GPS watch I say Strava and the GPS watch are like the two biggest investments you can make exactly because when you have like and you're gonna you're gonna end up paying a high price like I know the ones Ian and I used, it's like what, like two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. So like it's a Garmin Forerunner. Yep, Garmin Forerunner two thirty five. That's the watch I use. That's the watch I recommend. And um, what it does is like, uh, it'll automatically upload all of your runs and all of your training to this app, and it's like this is social media where you can see what other people are doing, and um, it'll show like your progression in terms mm-hmm. of, like miles and everything like that so Strava is something that I actually I know there's a way in settings you can like see how much time you spend on your on your phone and everything it's actually the app I spend the most time on my (laughs) phone like I am constantly just I'm in like you can join so many clubs I'm in like 350 clubs (laughs) the most random clubs like there are clubs for everything like Pennsylvania running club Shippensburg running club and like it adds a sense of like competitiveness to it because you're like oh this guy's doing this run I'm doing that in a way, there it, there could be some negatives with that because I think something that's really important in running is like listening to your body. Exactly, and you can't always compare yourself yeah. to other people, but like, it, you you still get like a sense of like, oh wow, like I'm I'm hitting like similar splits to this person, and this mm-hmm. person like has like three state medals. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I'm capable of doing that as long as like I just dig deep and believe in myself. Yeah. Confidence, I think, is a big part of it. So, yeah, if you want to, you can follow Ian and I on Strava. You can follow people. I mean, at the camp, it's like hundreds of kids that yeah. use the app. And, like, you go to meets. If you go to, like, a meet and you race and you put on Strava, it'll show, like, everyone else that was in that race. And, like, mm-hmm. it is a great uh, thing. Honestly, we should start up a uh, spiked up Strava Stri- club. Spiked up Strava club. Oh, yeah, baby. That's I- something we'll have to look into. I've made one club. It's called Viper Elite. Uh, it's a... The that name really has no meaning. It's just I believe we have like a hundred and fifty members, and there's some really good runners in our club. Actually, we have um, uh, several professional runners as well as a NCAA Division One. Uh, tr- he won the ten k on the track. Clayton Young from Brigham Young. He's in our club. Uh, we have some ultra guys doing maybe two hundred, two hundred fifty miles a week. I mean, these guys are beasts. <laughs> so. Yeah, you can join yeah. that club. And if you want to make a club, you have to do it like on your computer. But if you, you can just get the mobile app and 
Um, whatever watch you have, if you have like a TomTom or Polar, Apple Watch, Garmin, you have that app and then it'll sync it and it's a, it's yeah. a great experience. So I'll definitely invest in that. And like going back to like the whole like just networking with other people that are like runners, like it goes like to a, it says it like in a verse in the Bible that iron sharpens iron. If you're finding like-minded people like that have this similar, like have similar goals to you and they live like that uh, clean lifestyle of just, you know, it's not just when you're working out or racing that you, you make the right decisions every moment of the day. Like you surround yourself with great people like that and that'll like wear off on you and that's going to help you improve tremendously. And just like, that's just one of the biggest things that like has kind of like changed like how I developed through high school, which by any means I'm not like going to be some insane, like I'm going to skip running collegiately like Drew Hunter, (laughs) but like I went from like like my uh, first two years of high school, like struggling to uh, be like I was always just like ten thirty, ten thirty, ten thirty in the thirty two hundred, and then it was just like out of the blue junior year is at the state meet I ended up going and dropping a nine forty five was two seconds off from our school record, and it was just like that was like one of the moments that clicked in my head, and I'm like I can like compete with these guys. Mm-hmm. Like I was going into this race like seated second to last and then i finished it at like 14th did you did you not even know you were racing yeah that day? i didn't know i was racing until that day because uh the kid that uh, my district we take one person or anybody that can hit the qualifying time and so i got second at districts and then the kid ended up getting hurt backing out and then my coach ended up getting me into the race because like it goes to like the next person if they drop out. So I ended up figuring out the day before that I was running and I was already there running the like a four by eight. So I was just like, I was just like having fun and stuff. And, you know, and I think that's one of the, another big thing is running relax. Like you create too much pressure for yourself, then you're not going to accomplish the goals you want to. Yeah. You got to stay calm, run relaxed and yeah. just go with it. Yeah. I really like what he's talking about with like iron sharpening iron, just like associating. I think we could even bring up, um, we actually have a quad dorm set up for next year. It's the nicest suite we could have gotten in it. Uh, Ian and I, and then Jacob Mavertich from Millersburg High School, and then Ryan Shikatano from Cedar Crest High School. So they'll be on the podcast. Yeah, we'll try to get them in some, some vlogs and yeah. some podcasts and stuff. Yeah, and they're both really great guys. And we also have a uh, Aiden Gonder from Redland. He's coming along as well. So that as of right now, it's our freshman yeah. squad. I think uh, I think um, I've raced all of them pretty well, and we're all similar in terms of I would say fitness. I think uh, we all have our specialties and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, really, we're all gonna just work together and just keep improving. Yeah, that's all we can do is push each other and hold each other accountable like like teammates and try to work our hardest to earn a starting spot and even if we don't mm-hmm. earn it we're still going to be pushing those other guys on the team to just keep improving because they'll know that everyone wants what there's going to be what like there's like what 15 20 somewhere in that range mm-hmm. of people on the team fighting for seven. seven spots that will get to run at regionals and mm-hmm. nationals yep. and so it's going to be competitive and everyone's mm-hmm. going to be pushing each other for the same goal of getting to that starting seven spot and like even if say we don't make it our freshman year we're still going to be pushing mm-hmm. those other guys because they're going to have to work harder knowing yeah. that everyone's going to be fighting hard yeah and that's just 
I think that's what's going to help make a really solid team is everybody coming together with common goals mm-hmm. and just pushing each other for them. Yeah, I think um, I think uh, you're exactly right. Just pushing each other and and like that's advice that you can carry to like your high school team even because like I know yeah. personally my high school team, my freshman year it was me and my brother running on the mm-hmm. team, and he didn't even run until the meet before districts. He ran three races. That was it for his season. He ran one meet, regular meet, districts, and states. And up until that point, it was just me running by myself. And so, like, we uh, just started finding more success and started just recruiting and recruiting and just being persistent and just talking mm-hmm. with everyone and just developing goals, like, as a common good and just pushing for them together. And then eventually we want my team, we ended up winning back-to-back district titles in high school because we were able to just work together and push. And I know your guys' high school team mm-hmm. freaking tore up. <laughs> our team our team was certainly deep. I think uh, we had a very special season. And I don't, looking back on it, I don't think, I mean, I would have changed anything um, being like a co-captain and kind of leading in that way. Um, Oh, sorry about that. You're right. good. Right. I, yeah, I freaked out going. because I didn't think it was recording. Oh, nope. It I just keeps recording. Yeah, it, it um, just, I just had to reset the clip because it hit 20 minutes. Respect. <laughs> but um, Sorry for those of you listening on Spotify. This is us talking about the camera setup for the people watching on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, anyway. check, it, check it out on YouTube. Follow us on every social media if you want to go viral. So, but, um, so yeah, as you were saying about your team. Yeah. I think we had a very good season. I think uh, I think all you can really ask for in life and running is just progress, big or small. Just waking up and striving to make yourself better. But uh, you were talking about some meets and stuff, and I believe it was last week we did finalize our competitive schedule for the fall. So we're going to be starting out with our um, home invite, the Galen Piper Invitational. Um, it's a 6K race. And it's six 1K loops. Um, the course is very, um, it's much more difficult than what it would appear like. So I know last year Pitt came, uh, a lot of schools in our area came, so it's going to be a good one. And then uh, we have, I believe it's three or four regular season 8Ks. Um, and then postseason we are going to Slippery Rock University for the regional meet. And then if we place top three, or there's also a chance that we'll get an at-large bid um, from the NCAA and then race at the NCAA National Championships in Evansville. So that's the ultimate goal. I think we haven't talked much about it, but I know our sophomore year cross nationals is in Florida too. So definitely thinking about making the trip down to the Sunshine State. and Oh, yeah giving it our all there so that's something i really look forward to is once we get to that level of like when we're actually at college and we're competing really hard and stuff is like the travel getting to go with it because like in high school the biggest traveling you do is to your state meet usually whereas yours (laughs) your drive was like an hour for cross country and you're already here for track. track and then for me it was two hours for cross country and an hour for track so like we don't really get to experience that too much on the high school level. I yeah. guess I did go to New York for uh, regionals. regionals for Foot Locker, but like otherwise, like I'm just really pumped about yeah, that. It's tra- going to be a lot of fun. The traveling is definitely going to be fun too. Yeah. Then I think um, 
as far as like our situation right now with the virus like we don't know if we're gonna have a season at this point we're still unsure yeah we know um many schools and um states have made decisions like and we know california I believe it's like all public schools are gonna be remote learning so that's really unfortunate there's uh several incredible programs in california so at this point, just got to wait and see and hope for the best. And that can kind of lead us into uh, talking about some current events going on with the sport of distance running in, like, universities like uh, Central Michigan and the University of Akron, dis- oh, excuse <laughs> me, disbanding their programs completely. Like, that's just, mm-hmm. that's hard because, like, those athletes worked yeah. so hard to get to that level. And then yeah. it's just like, yeah, you can't run yeah. here anymore. Yeah. So I, I know a lot of people are trying to transfer and stuff, yeah. but, like... I know Central Michigan and Akron are just two of uh, several. I think there's multiple programs cutting not only cross-country teams, but various other sports, yeah. too. And it's just really disappointing when it comes down to, like, funding because, um, you know, football and basketball are making the revenue <laughs> make for the everything. athletic department. So these other schools, yeah, when they're not having students on campus, they can find it's very difficult to make revenue for athletics and that's um, especially hard like like i feel like d1 and like d2 schools like you usually don't see them like suffering as much as say like a d3 school but like both do. of those schools we named are division, division one, one colleges and they're like losing their programs and that's just crazy yeah and it's uh it's something that we are analyzing trends and we're analyzing data. Um, I know a lot of opinions are out there in terms of whether we should reopen, whether we should continue to be socially distancing. Mm-hmm. But it's just one of those things where um, we're going to have to wait in one week, two weeks and see if we see spikes and if we see... Uh, big jumps because we're now starting to like reopen and everything and I was yeah. talking earlier about like our track here not too many people go to but like I've seen pictures of like tracks and like I've seen tracks in our area that are just flooded with people just getting out and exercising yeah. and you probably see a lot yeah. more people getting out and running now mm-hmm. and like I uh I haven't been running the past few months I've been dealing with hamstring injuries so I've been doing a lot of biking on rail trails and uh there's just the rail it's the like this rail trail is where I do a lot of my like long runs and stuff and it was just mind-boggling because whenever I'm out on that trail I'll usually see like one or two other people like like and this is like year-round even in the middle of summer but right now with all of this going on I'll pull into the parking <laughs> lot for the rail trail and I'll have trouble finding parking because it's, it's just packed there's people everywhere going like biking running walking, walking hiking and part of my rail trail that I uh, run on is opened up to horseback riding so that's something like uh, the area where I live in is heavy with uh, the uh, Mennonite and Amish and so you'll see people riding their horses on the rail trails all the time yeah it's certainly interesting just looking at people um, how they are handling all of their downtime really because unemployment's extremely high and yeah schools are wrapping up so i'm curious to see if any of this stuff going on is going to affect like 
tuition costs like increasing for universities even yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah. uh, anyway, um, we can move so, on to the yeah. team Ingebrigtsen and Chariot. Yeah, team Ingebrigtsen versus team Chariot, two K race. So we were just like watching some uh, float track videos and found out that the Ingebrigtsens are running in Norway, and uh, Team Chariot are going to be running. Did they say they're running in Kenya? Yeah. Okay, so they're going to be running in Kenya. It's going to be him and then two other runners. I can't remember off the top of my head, but so the three of them against the, like it's a three v three, and they're going to like score it like a cross country meet, and they're going to start the race at the same exact time, and. So that's just going to be really interesting. I'm yeah. excited to see that like pros are starting to like talk about doing stuff like that. And I yeah. had saw something about uh, that. This is just like chatter right now from listening to other podcasts and reading articles. But the Brooks Beast Track Club and Tin Man Elite have talked about doing a 4v4 3K race. So like stuff like that, I'm really excited yeah. to see that like pro teams are figuring out how to socially distance but still compete with one another yeah it's uh definitely interesting seeing where these different um races and you see a lot of like virtual meets and like yeah with time trials and everything but back to the anger person chariot if we're t- taking bets i'm taking team chariot because the way that like timothy where ran the um World Championship Finals. That was like one of the gutsiest races I've ever seen. He just took it out. Definitely. And led from gun to tape. So like, and Ingram Britson is very good. Like we were just we just were looking at their, um, uh, the road five k last yeah, week. Yeah, and uh, Jacob, he is the same age as us. He's eighteen years old, and he broke the Norwegian road five k record in thirteen twenty eight. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about that because I believe his PR is thirteen oh one. Thirteen oh one on the track. On the track, so like it, it looked like it was a flat course but twenty seven seconds. Um we were just talking about him and like just the absolute incredible times and yeah places that he's done at such a young age. So And that's like I'm I'm kind of gonna go with the Ingebrigtsons on this one just because uh, like Jacob, he's like faster than both of his brothers, Henrik and Philip, and they're both older. But like, the thing about like uh, Jacob is, I always want to say Jacob, but yeah. it's Norwegian Jacob. and they pronounce it Jacob. But so like the way he races, like he goes out. Like his best races have been the ones where he is alone, where he is like, like getting away from the pack and he's just solo running. Yeah. And I had watched back on some uh, film of some previous races because what else am I going to do in quarantine other than watch some pro- old pro races? And he was running a, uh, a road race. I can't remember if it was a 5k or a 10k, but he ended up blowing his brothers and the other runners out of the water from the get go. And he ended up just destroying the race. And he was just, yeah, like no one even was close mm-hmm. to touching him, and he was able to push so hard by himself, and I think that's where yeah his brothers, he's, he's gonna be able to like yeah he now maybe they won't win as a team, but I can mm-hmm. see him honestly yeah. running faster than Chariot because Jacob's able to just run hard solo without having yeah. other big names yeah. pushing the pace. Like I don't know if there's gonna be paces at this event, but if and you look at the Ingebrigtsen family, Jakob is. In a class of his own. Oh, yeah. Henrik and Philip are both outstanding runners as well. Um, I don't know their PRs by my 
mine, but I know Jakob is probably between like 350, 352. Yeah. Timothy is in, I would say, in sub 350 shape. Um, He is an absolute beast. So I don't see uh, Philip or um, Henrik contributing anything. I don't. If there were, it's a two k. That's such an odd distance. Yeah, that is a very awkward distance to try to break it down from because yeah. that's not like a a truly competitive yeah. distance to race at. We were looking at sometimes they run, and I'm sure this is like one one either one, but they were looking at like four fifty one, which you look at that and that is like running a three fifty one mile and then running a sixty second four hundred right yeah. after that, which is pretty tough to think about, but. Yeah, then we can move on to the last week. There were two major events in the U.S., um, both at the high school level yeah. in terms of time trials. We've seen so many different people do time trials, and um, I know neither of us have done any, maybe because you no. were injured. Yeah, I've been injured. <laughs> and I've just personally just been prioritizing training. I'm just building up that good foundation yeah, right just, now. I didn't really worry about um, trying to run any uh, – fast time trials i was thinking if i were to do one it would be at a, like an 8k or a 10k mm-hmm. just to see where i'm at that wise because like you look at 800 mile and that's going to take like maybe two weeks three weeks of like speed um critical workout so like um with my training um you guys can check it out on Strava. <laughs> you can check me on everything um since taking a break from cross country and building back up to it so like mid-november Mid-November through December, January, February, I was consistently running between 50 and 55 miles per week. I typically only run six days a week um, and doing one to two workouts. And then I had a reset period. And then since then, it's been running aerobic and incorporating hill workouts, tempo runs, and some uh, 5K slash 32 pace-based workouts. But I ran 60 plus in six days. And I know that sounds tough. And most of it was in singles. So, like, I would only double maybe once a week. But with all that training, like, 65, 64 mile weeks, the thought of, like, coming down and racing just wasn't um, something I looked after. But we have seen some insane time trials. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Starting off with uh, Leo Dashbach. I probably butchered <laughs> no, that because I just good. butcher everyone's names. Leo but uh, he's now the 11th U.S. high school runner to break four in the mile. And he ran, uh, what was it, a mile or was it a 16? A half a mile. So yeah. it was a full mile. So a full mile. And he ran a 359.54. Um, you can watch that race on mile split. It's free to watch. Some of them you have to pay. But this one was free. And this was an absolutely loaded field. Um, it only featured runners from, like, the West. So you had Leo winning it, and then you had Cole Sprout in second. I believe he ran 402. Thomas Boyden from Utah, 405. Then Easton Allred from Utah in 405. And they were everyone in the race PR'd. And it was perfect conditions. I believe they were, like, perfectly on pace. And I one, one big, a big takeaway I took from that is how loaded, like, the Pac-12, I think, can be as a conference. Oh, yeah, because definitely. Leo's going to Washington, which is pretty odd. I mean, they don't have really anyone, like, I would say, like... Big, um, big names. Yeah, big, big names. Like, they're 
de- developing. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty good. And then you have Thomas and Cole, who are both outstanding, and they're both going to Stanford. So I know Stanford's coach just left, and we were going to talk about that too. Um, I forget the guy's name. He's like, I know Alex Osberg and then his teammate, he plays third at the 5K Outdoor, mm-hmm. are both transferring from Stanford to North Carolina, which is where their old coach went. So that's just one move of like, are they going to? So uh, many. Are they going to the University of North Carolina mm-hmm. or NC yep. State? UNC. Okay, so so it's interesting just to see like so many people are transferring and like and just different um, colleges yeah. building up good programs. Yeah. Honestly, on the girls end, uh, NC State yeah. is putting together some insanity. Well, just the state of North Carolina in general, because I think uh, well I know. Uh, Marley Starlipper and uh, Caitlin, Caitlin Tui are going to NC State, and then uh, Taryn, Parks. Taryn Parks. She's going to UNC. Mm-hmm. So like North Carolina is getting some of the biggest names yeah. of high school girl distance runners, and it's I'm just yeah. excited to see all that plays out. And it's interesting too with like how people are handling their um, extra year or years. I believe it's actually just for outdoor, so like that extra season yeah. of eligibility, and how they're going to use it. So that time trial um, was very impressive. Leo, he's I, I thought he was going to win. I'm not sure if he was going to break four or not, but he had soloed. I believe it was, no, it wasn't on the same day, but he ran 149 in the eight and 403 in the mile just completely by himself. So mm-hmm. um, you put some good guys with him and he closed in like a 56.8 or 56 mid. And that just shows that like, he could have most likely ran maybe a second or two faster if he just mm-hmm. maybe ran a little differently. But so Leo Doshbach, um, he's, he was on fire. Also, uh, Newberry Park hosted a 3,200-meter time trial with the biggest name in high school distance running right now, Nico Young. The man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> the beast. Um, pacing. So everyone was wondering, like, oh, is he going to finish the race? I think he led them through, like, 2K or, like, 2400 i believe but he led his teammate uh colorado bound jace ashbrenner to an 844 95 for the 32 and it's nuts that's a nuts time that is crazy what's even more nuts is like he's his team's number two option because nico like his pr is 840 but his workouts and his indoor season a lot of people me included believed he could have potentially broken 830 or and he ran unattached in the milrose games against professionals and Mm -hmm. just tore Mm -hmm. up like he didn't Mm -hmm. he came in last in the field but he still ran an insane time the 756 yeah something like that and i'm just like like it's just really cool to watch because he Mm -hmm. is just a really really like solid yeah. runner and has a lot of potential. potential as he's transitioning he's going to uh nau nau which yeah. i mean can't go wrong no that's like the modern day yeah. university of oregon <laughs> yeah you look at uh i think that i mean byu also landed some big oh definitely names. byu always well byu beat nau this year at, they did uh, d1 nationals that was an incredible upset which because everyone was going into it, they were like oh NAU's gonna win, no doubt. And then Yeah. They had won NAU had won three the past three years. 
and they were they had not lost a meet in three years. I mean, like no one's gonna beat them. Yeah. And BYU ended up coming out on top. And I was sitting on the edge of my seat that entire race, like because mm-hmm. like the the flow announcers during the race were just like, and it looks like there's some more BYU names popping up before mm-hmm. NAU guys, and they might pull this off. And I'm like, oh my gosh! And yeah. It's just like as the race went on, the BYU guys were working their way to lock that in, and it yeah. was just. No, it was a it was a comfortable win for them. Um, I think uh, I personally believe Mark Wetmore from Colorado is the best coach in the NCAA, but you can't count out Ed Eyestone and like how close they've been in so many years. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that they lost like three All Americans from the year prior: Connor McMillan, Clayton Young, and um, can't remember the third guy's name. But BYU as a whole is just showed that. I, I look up to a lot of those guys, and like I said, I follow them on Strava. Like they uh, interact with me on Strava as well. They, um, since their religion, they only run six days a week, um, and they were able to pull that off. And uh, yeah, I think Connor Mance from BYU is certainly the the favorite uh, on the individual side for NCAA Division One. Um, but Colorado had placed third for the second year in a row, but it was only by a one point margin. So that's very that's very interesting. Uh, Colorado loses um, to All Americans and Joe Klecker and um, John Dressel. Is this again? Ooh. Okay. Sorry, we lost the camera again. We had to reset it for those of you listening on Spotify. <laughs> Forty minutes in. Yeah. But Colorado loses two big names, and. Uh, I think uh, right now Boulder is probably like the well, it's always been like the capital of the running world, but yeah, as I say, like usually the professionals gravitate towards, towards like altitude. Boulder, like especially in the U.S., because like like you know Boulder, Flagstaff, Flagstaff, some Seattle, some, yeah, some places in Michigan. Yeah, some train in uh like Nike headquarters, like yeah, Port- Portland, Portland, Eugene. Eugene but, yeah, yeah, I believe I have not seen any like official posts or anything, but. Um, Joe Klecker, I believe, is officially a member of Tin Man. Elite. Really? So, yeah, I think I think it would make a lot of sense for him. I think uh, he he's on fire. I think you look at a lot of guys, and they've been doing a uh, hundred mile week since like March. So, they're definitely on fire. Yeah, I'm just excited because like right now, that just the way that because of like the world is shutting down and everything, with there's not a whole lot of stuff going on right now, and so I think. Like, whenever race like big races start happening again, college races start happening again, even high school races start happening again, like with all of just this time for like people who've been injured to just mm-hmm. rest up and nurture those injuries, uh, just other people to just build good speed and other people to build heavy foundations. I think we're about to see some really big times come like in the fall, come fall yeah. and like. Especially with like the Tokyo in twenty twenty one, I think there's gonna be some big, big uh, races come the Olympics, and I'm just really excited to see how yeah. everything's gonna play out. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be interesting. I think um, aerobically, I mean these, the entire outdoor track season for um, high schoolers is just some people take it take different approaches and yeah. did time trials and did speed work. Others uh, just focused on miles. And I think that mm-hmm. um, 
like you said, it's going to be interesting to see how the fall plays out. And, and that's like, like, I think that especially like the high school and college level, just the way our seasons and everything's timing and like set up with like how we have like these summer training cycles. I think that this time in the spring without like all of the pounding on the track, because I know, especially the high school level, it's mm-hmm. just like you can run like two to three meets a week. Yeah. And a lot of like the head coaches don't really know too much, especially for us distance guys. And they'll have us do like three or four races and just, that's really hard on the body. And I think that without that like happening, I think that mm-hmm. a lot of high school runners and a lot of us like transitioning into college with this time that we've had off from racing is just going to be really like beneficial to people being able to just develop with a heavy foundation and also just to get rid of like any little like bumps in the road, like injury wise, like going into a summer training period. And mm-hmm. I think that I'm feeling good fitness is going to be extremely high. And I guess that also eliminates people getting injured from the spring season because of without all that pounding, people aren't beating yeah. up their bodies so mm-hmm. much. And I guess a lot of people are uh, taking the other approach and like maybe not doing as much as they would like in terms of training. Um, but 50 minutes, we got five minutes. All right, no, 60. Yeah, we got 15 15 minutes minutes left with you before our uh Spotify upload limits up. So, (laughs) that's enough time, but I believe we covered everything that we kind of uh, yeah, had outlined. But I mean, I mean, the goal goal of this podcast is kind of to just get into like the thought process that goes into running at every level from starting out Mm -hmm. in junior high to transitioning to that high school level where you're starting to like figure things out and get stuff to click to then that collegiate level where you're like really starting to hone in on your strengths and then that professional level which I uh, have been in contact with multiple people that we have lined up and are communicating with to set up as guests on this podcast so And we're going to try to be hitting every level of this from the high school runners all the way up to people that are professional runners. And that's just the beauty of this sport is just everyone is so supportive of each Mm -hmm. other. And like everybody can connect from the amateur middle high school level all the way up. Whereas something like football, obviously, like you're... Like, it's just, I feel like it would be weird having an NFL player sit down with some, like, uh, like five, two, three hundred pound junior high lineman who's as tall as he is round and try to, like, talk about stuff. It's just weird, but, like, yeah, there's really no culture like it. The running culture is something that, um, I'm so thankful to be a part of, and exactly all the people I've met, and I know, um, our local uh, news reporter here in Ship, he's like called me and just uh, talked to me about like, you know, how it feels. I think a lot of people have also asked me at least, um, like, you know, how do you feel having been handling like the loss of like losing your senior, senior track year. season? And, and so that I, was like our last yeah. shot at like a state medal a state or medal beating or, records or mm-hmm. just different things like that. Yeah, it's obviously disappointing. I think uh, we can just take what we can from it. And yeah, um, I personally, I I really enjoyed my spring 
training phase. I was able to just do it on my own time and exactly uh, handle the academics in a more independent way. And um, yeah, I'm just I'm very excited for I'm just getting back into running and yeah, hopefully uh, putting down a, a solid three months before we report to team camp. Team camp August nineteenth or August. Oh, yeah, um, I think. Our moving day. I, th- I saw it somewhere on the website. It's like August seventeenth. I yeah. thought. But yeah. So, so I think we'll, we're gonna we'll, be in. Like we're gonna be on campus. Like mm-hmm. what a week or two before, before classes else. actually yeah. start. So like I think that's training. gonna be a really fun period because, other than like our training and our workouts, we're just gonna be able to hang out with the guys on the team, yeah. like the, all the guys and the girls on the team, and just get ready. Get ready and just like make new friends mm-hmm. and just have fun and have stuff. Fun. Yeah, play so, a little Fortnite. Yeah, <laughs> yes. you never know. It's sitting there, <laughs> that's what we're doing right now beside yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, but I also I also think we could shout out. Um, I believe it was three days ago. Uh, NCAA released the All Americans, and as you can see, we're both representing our school, Ship Shippensburg U. baby. So we can just uh, give a congratulations to I know the four by four hundred meter relay team with Charles Bowman, Aaron Arp. Stefan Brown and our distance friend Drew Daly getting named All Americans and uh, one girl named Zaria. Um, so it was very it's impressive. Really exciting. I know we were talking about Drew and what the rest of the team is looking like, and it's Drew was also he very was, bright. He was was he the uh, indoor PSAC athlete of the year? Oh, freshman, or freshman, most athlete, valuable athlete, something like that. Most yeah, valuable athlete, which yeah. was a really cool honor, and I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know uh, Chase McNair, another really solid runner on the team, he ended up getting injured at the end of cross-country season. But I think once he gets healthy, especially come next uh, track season, I can see him and Drew just really pushing the headlines and the Mm -hmm. pace for all of the uh, runners in the conference. Like, not just our team, but also the conference. conference, Yeah, Drew. Shout out, Drew. We got to get you on the podcast, bro. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He he just followed the uh, spiked up Instagram page yesterday. It's good now, good now. <laughs> Unfortunately, I know I know he was battling with a uh, stress reaction in his foot. Yeah, as oh, well yeah, as yep. A lot of people I've we've seen uh, on our team as well as this across running community battling with injuries. injuries and so. I think honestly, for like people dealing with injuries, that's just this time has also been really handy because it we haven't had like the stress of. I got to push through this and yeah. race on a bad leg or something like it. It's given us time to uh, like rest up and truly recover so that we can be ready once the world reopens to compete at our highest level. Yeah. And that's part of the sport is too, is the most important thing is getting on that line healthy. Yep. And that's something we've talked about too, is like the experience of racing because we both raced together in uh, indoor back in February. Feb- or was that January? January, yeah, was that was already even back in January, which four months ago. That video is on this channel. If you want to check that out. In like four months, and like even like the just the whole just a whole lifely process of waking up, and I mean for us going to going to school and mm-hmm. hanging out with our friends, it's just it's totally it's, upside down. You, you, yeah. So it's hard. And that's like even whenever things are normal, the biggest thing to find that success is balance. Like being able to, uh, there's a quote and it's like, 
if you don't make sacrifices and your goals become the sacrifice yeah and that's about like kind of like making sure that you're like scheduling to make sure you get the right amount of sleep to get that like yeah. i know a lot of people preach especially for athletes anywhere from seven to ten hours which i try to usually get eight, eight hours eight. that's where i try to hone in at too much i feel all drowsy yeah <laughs> but uh and then and like also like making sure you're being hydrated and you're balancing your nutrition and just everything mm-hmm. like that like it is a full-on lifestyle yeah. and that's yeah. like part of the commitment is just 100 percent all in every decision you make in the day can either hurt benefit <laughs> or hurt your running abilities yeah. and that's why like like you can't be out like with yeah. people partying and stuff yeah. like that like i know personally i've never touched any form of tobacco or alcohol in my life and that's something that like i'm trying to carry on is like throughout my life because i just have seen like too many great athletes get into tobacco and alcohol and drugs and stuff and that just completely ruin their careers yep it's about just the Mm -hmm. clean and just like the, the clean lifestyle and just being mentally able to make the right decisions every day yep I think something else that's interesting about the running community is that I don't think it's anything like luck or coincidence, but distance runners and like uh, track and field athletes are certainly better academically than most sports. I think that cross country runners are just uh, very determined individuals mm-hmm. and everything. So it's it's almost like we have like an obsession, like 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 we have like obsession perfection. Yeah, we're like the we're best. obsessed with pushing through, because I mean, if you truly truly think about it, going out and running for like an hour on hills in the beating sun mm-hmm. or like a terrible snowstorm does not sound <laughs> appealing at all. It sounds miserable, but like. I can test like I love that like yeah there's like nothing beats that feeling that you just get mm-hmm. when you're out on a run and I think mm-hmm. that can transfer to stuff with like your studies because you obviously no one wants to just sit down and study but you get just like mm-hmm. that obsessive like like th- trait going through your head where you're mm-hmm. like all right I gotta do my best like I might yeah. I don't want to do this but I'm gonna sit down and I'm just gonna read this chapter over and over again until I'm understand that the mitochondria yeah. is the powerhouse of the, the cell, cell. <laughs> I, was, I remember that yeah. we can say shout out to um chase mcnair and andrew plowman for being named academic all-americans yeah exactly I believe it's it is it 3.4 3.4 is 3.4. what the uh, cumulative team gpa was last and year and then like scoring in the top it's like 30 percent of eligible Runners at the uh, regional meet, so yeah, those two guys as well as multiple women were named academic all Americans, and mm-hmm. um, I think that yeah, that's something that's that's just a testament expected. to yeah. like that. There's that standard, and just everyone's mm-hmm. gonna hold each other accountable to it. And yeah. the thing is, like, yeah, maybe someone's like struggling with something, but distance runners are always going to be mm-hmm. willing to help each other out. Yeah, and that's like one of the biggest things too is even with like your running itself. Don't be afraid to just message someone on Instagram and ask them questions that you know yeah. is having success because, like, the worst that they could do is just ignore your message, yeah. which most distance runners have enough common courtesy to respond. Yeah. I mean, a big runner that, like, well, two of them that, like, I kind of have started following is, well, Craig Ingalls, just because he's just 
a goofball <laughs> and he brings like that the like the fun aspect to the sport that it like it needs is just that like yeah we're here we're gonna have fun we're gonna kick butt while doing it and then also uh david ribich he was a division two runner and he is a huge inspiration to me and uh he ended up got moving on to the professional level and he runs for brooks beast track club and i've been uh messaging him back and forth on instagram and just talking to him about different things that he did to just really improve himself mm-hmm. in his career yeah I think everything big and small is important exactly. uh, to focus on. So if you're weak in one area, it'll most likely translate to others. So like, um, it goes back to the camp and everything you learn there. I mean, mm-hmm. you go to that camp, you'll, you'll come out of that knowing more than what you'll know what to do with. So Exactly. You should come to the camp. Getting to that camp, you're going to learn a lot more than you would <laughs> just sitting at home eating a bag of Doritos between <laughs> runs during the summer. Yep. But, yeah, I think it's going to be cool. Hopefully with the vlog, we'll be uh, kind of showing you guys what it's like in our in our life next year. Exactly. I think we're both, both taking 15 credits. Yep. So, um, and then practice, I believe it's like at 3 p.m. So, yeah. the day in the life is, is oh, something yeah. that might come. So and Just getting to different meets and stuff. And then yep. just obviously getting to meet all of the awesome personalities that are going to be with yeah. us on the team next year, which mm-hmm. is going to be really fun. Yeah. And we've been talking about uh, monetizing or just... I mean, it's obviously far in the future. Yeah, we, we can't right build, now build. because of NCAA uh, amateurism rules. Listen, listen, we need a consistent revenue, like <laughs> merchandise, everything. You guys just comment down below what you think we should do to to help help so, us financially. Well, which the NCAA is starting to get a little like... They're starting to develop new new rules and stuff on that, and they're... There is talk that come 2021, they're going to abolish that amateurism rule completely, that athletes will be able to be sponsored, make revenue, and monetize their content on social media, which when that day comes, we will be dropping spiked up t-shirts and <laughs> stickers. Um, so that'll be fun, something to look forward to. Obviously not right now because yeah. that would go against our... Yeah. Uh, uh, eligibility to yeah. run as college athletes but someday in the future whenever yeah. we have the ability to do so yeah like if you guys come up to us at meets and stuff asking us for pictures we're most likely going to charge you money <laughs> <laughs> not not no not that but i would like to say that uh come next year my goal is to at least get some t-shirts printed and we'll be at some high school meets whenever we have the time to like say like some bigger invites or like state meets or like i i, yeah. I plan on going up to watch my one teammate run at regionals next year in new york so we'll be we'll, uh, we'll be dropping some uh stickers and t-shirts for free for yeah. whoever's like if you guys see us out and about yeah. yeah and no doubt i think uh this is a very successful first episode of the podcast but we need you guys' help if you can share this video with your friends or your team and just uh, you know, get the word out yeah, and, and spread, just spread the word, spiked up. Sub- subscribe to uh, my YouTube channel, Ian Sherlock. That's where we're going to be hitting all this content. We're going to yep. be posting stuff on uh, Instagram with a weekly like highlight. Uh, next week, we have a good friend of mine, Garrett Boblitz. Uh, he's a uh, Division One commit to the, uni- uh, not the Naval university, Academy. but to the Naval Academy. Uh, he's a really close friend of mine, and so just if you're not following the Instagram account, please follow it. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, please subscribe, 
and uh, yeah, follow also some. like the podcast <laughs> on Spotify <laughs> and follow us on Strava. Follow us on Strava, Ian Sherlock, Hayden Hunt. Check off every box that right and here. And then we're also going to make a spiked up club on <laughs> Strava <laughs> here soon. So you're gonna have to follow that. So yeah, there's a lot of following that has to be done. We yeah. have 15, 15 seconds left. Seconds. I don't think we could have timed it any better. Nope. Thank you guys for being here the whole time. So we appreciate you guys. Uh, just make some good decisions and train hard. Come back next week. Peace.